Chapter Twenty of the Mystery of the Yellow Room. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more free audiobooks or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Ted Nugent. The Mystery of the Yellow Room by Gaston Larue. Chapter Twenty. An art of Mademoiselle Stangerson. You remember me, Monsieur? asked Rouletabille. Perfectly, replied Arthur Rance. I recognize you as the lad at the bar. The face of Rouletabille crimsoned at being called the lad. I want to shake hands with you. You are bright, little fellow. The American extended his hand, and Rouletabille, relaxing his frown, shook it and introduced Mr. Arthur Rance to me. He invited him to share our meal. No, thanks. I breakfasted with Monsieur Stangerson. Arthur Rance spoke French perfectly, almost without an accent. I did not expect to have the pleasure of seeing you again, Monsieur. I thought you were to have left France the day after the reception of the Elysee. Rouletabille and I, outwardly indifferent, listened most intently for every word the American would say. The man's purplish red face, his heavy eyelids, the nervous twitchings all spoke of his addiction to drink. How came it that so sorry a specimen of a man should be so intimate with Monsieur Stangerson? Some days later, I learned from Frederick Larsen, who, like ourselves, was surprised and mystified by his appearance and reception at the chateau that Mr. Rance had been an inebriate for only about fifteen years, that is to say, since the professor and his daughter left Philadelphia. During the time the Stangersons lived in America, they were very intimate with Arthur Rance, who was one of the most distinguished phrenologists of the New World. Owing to new experiments, he had made enormous strides beyond the science of gold and lavater. The friendliness with which he was received at the Glandia may be explained by the fact that he had once rendered Mademoiselle Stangerson a great service by stopping, at the peril of his own life, the runaway horses of her carriage. The immediate result of that good, however, had been no more than a mere friendly association with the Stangersons, certainly not a love affair. Frederick Larson did not tell me where he had picked up this information, but he appeared to be quite sure of what he said. Had we known this fact at the time Arthur Rance met us at the Donton Inn, his appearance at the chateau might not have puzzled us. 
but they could not have failed to increase our interest in the man himself the american must have been at least forty-five years old he spoke in a perfectly natural tone in reply to rouletabille's question i put off my return to america when i heard of the attack on mademoiselle stangerson i wanted to be certain the lady had not been killed and i shall not go away until she is perfectly recovered arthur rance then took the lead in talk paying no heed to some of rouletabille's questions he gave us without our inviting him his personal views on the subject of the tragedy views which as well as i could make out were not far from those held by frederick larson the american also thought that robert darzac had something to do with the matter he did not mention him by name but there was no room to doubt whom he meant he told us he was aware of the efforts young rouletabille was making to unravel the tangled skein of the yellow room mystery he explained that monsieur stangerson had related to him all that had taken place in the inexplicable gallery he several times expressed his regret at monsieur dazac's absence from the chateau on all these occasions and thought that monsieur dazac had done cleverly in allying himself with monsieur joseph rouletabille who could not fail sooner or later to discover the murderer he spoke the last sentence with unconcealed irony then he rose bowed to us and left the inn rouletabille watched him through the window an odd fish that he said do you think he'll pass the night at the glandier i asked to my amazement the young reporter answered that it was a matter of entire indifference to him whether he did or not as to how we spent our time during the afternoon all i need to say is that rouletabille led me to the grotto of saint genevieve and all the time talked of every subject but the one in which we were most interested to watch evening i was surprised to find rouletabille making none of the preparations i had expected him to make i spoke to him about it when night had come on and we were once more in his room he replied that all his arrangements had already been made and this time the murderer would not get away from him i expressed some doubt on this reminding him of his disappearance in the gallery and suggested that the same phenomenon might occur again he answered that he hoped it would he desired nothing more i did not insist knowing by experience how useless that would have been he told me that with the help of the concierges the chateau has seen early dawn been watched in such a way that nobody could approach it without his knowing it and that 
he had no concern for those who might have left it and remained without it was then six o'clock by his watch rising he made a sign to me to follow him and without in the least trying to conceal his movements or the sound of his footsteps he led me through the gallery we reached the right gallery and came to the landing place which we crossed we then continued our way in the gallery of the left wing passing professor stangerson's apartment at the far end of the gallery before coming to the dungeon is the room occupied by arthur rance we knew that because we had seen him at the window looking on to the court the door of the room opens on to the end of the gallery exactly facing the east window at the extremity of the right gallery where rouletabille had placed daddy joker and commands an uninterrupted view of the gallery from end to end of the chateau that off-turning gallery said rouletabille i reserve for myself when i tell you you'll come and take your place here and he made me enter a little dark triangular closet built in a bend of the wall to the left of the door of arthur rance's room from this recess i could see all that occurred in the gallery as well as if i had been standing in front of arthur rance's door and i could watch that door too the door of the closet which was to be my place of observation was fitted with panels of transparent glass in the gallery where all the lamps had been lit it was quite light in the closet however it was quite dark it was a splendid place from which to observe and remain unobserved i was soon to play the part of a spy a common policeman i wonder what my leader of the bar would have said had he known i was not altogether pleased with my duties but i could not refuse rouletabille the assistance he had begged me to give him i took care not to make him see that i in the least objected and for several reasons i wanted to oblige him i did not wish him to think me a coward i was filled with curiosity and it was too late for me to draw back even had i determined to do so that i had not had these scruples sooner was because my curiosity had quite got the better of me i might also urge that i was helping to save the life of a woman and even a lawyer may do that conscientiously we returned along the gallery on reaching the door of mademoiselle stangerson's apartment it opened from a push given by the steward who was waiting at the dinner-table monsieur stangerson had for the last three days dined with his daughter in the drawing-room on the first floor as the door remained open we distinctly saw mademoiselle stangerson taking advantage of the steward's absence 
and while her father was stooping to pick up something he had let fall, pour the contents of a phial into Monsieur Stangerson's glass. End of chapter 20